0: Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast.
1: All right, let's break down QB1. Okay, so on a day full of highlights, again, for Justin Fields, let's start with the category defining moment. What was
0: I could have gone in 15 different directions with this one, and I wound up with Justin Fields' first touchdown run the one at the end of the first half because in live action i thought that he had a chance to hit darnell mooney who motioned in and then did the the sprint back out to the left i thought he had to just catch it and throw it well i i I watched it a little more closely on on tape solicited some opinions from people in the league and they said look like he's gonna have to make that throw really quick because the lions did a really good job in their coverage of passing that off and and it's got to be a really quick and accurate throw well justin didn't like what he saw and he took off on the run he had to avoid a sack, which we've seen him do a hundred times now this season, which is really special to watch, right? Like Dead to rights, five yards behind the line of scrimmage gets out. And then David, when he gets to the goal line, we talked about this on Sunday Night, he absolutely trucks the lion's safety and knocks him out for the game because you have physics, right? Just straight up physics, right. a fast, strong, 230 <laughs> pound quarterback who just trucked you at the goal line and now you have shown a defense that that I mean you saw Justin get up from that right like he was fired the F up as he got back up on the sideline and went there. And so I I just thought that was a moment that showed you gifts in a number of different ways. And it's that, again, it's that playmaking punctuation that is going to take this team uh, to new heights when, when, when they can answer some of these other questions.
1: Okay. I'll uh, I think the easy one would be the 67 yard touchdown, but I want to go for the first play from scrimmage. Uh, for the Bears. Love that one. It was a read option and it was 28 yards and it was a designed run from the get-go and it said to everybody that, again, I'm overstating this, but this is kind of what we do. But Luke Getse was basically saying, here's our guy. Here's our play. Stop him if you can. And you know what? They didn't. And so 28 yards later, you get a sense that this is going to be another one of those days. This is going to be another one of those days where the Bears lean into the obvious and they embrace what Justin Fields is. And my God is that refreshing from a football perspective. You love to see coaches that tailor schemes around a specific skill set. You love to see coaches trying to get the most out of their talent on hand, not kind of wishing for way things will be once they get a good draft or lamenting about what's not here. Luke gets, he's leaning in and I think he can resist it all he wants Whoever he's copying off of, however original it might be, first down, read option, 28 yards. That's our guy. Stop him. You didn't. So I think, to me, that was very defining of what would happen after that.
0: David, I love that one because for so many weeks of the Matt Nagy era, the Bears made everything look so hard, right? To get 15 yards, right. it was like, my God, and then they would screw up and then they'd screw up some more and the, the common response was, well, we had one guy that didn't do his job and we just as soon as we can get all 11 guys to do do the exact right thing on the play, we're going to be able to get you a first down and maybe a 20 yard gain and you're like, well, this is football. 11 guys never, it's like trying to hit an 11 game parlay, right? Like the odds of that are are, are, are so outlandish of that happening all the time that you have to have playmaking instincts in the instance that you brought up justin made that look so easy it's just a simple read turn on the gas pedal you get 28 yards without even getting touched and (laughs) then and and, he he didn't look like he broke a sweat it was just a jog for 28 for 28 right like that's that's a good one all right on the bright side I go with the touchdown pass to commit the second one, the 50 yarder, because again, it's what we talked about Sunday night. It's, it's the play design. It's the execution by these guys. And then, then it's the confusion by the defense that is created in part because you've made them upset all day long, right? Like they're so sick of trying to track your quarterback as a runner that you have a cornerback and a safety get kind of confused in assignments. And then the safety doesn't uh, keep his eye discipline with Cole or doesn't know his assignment with Cole and Cole just runs uh, a, a route that is, again, this is, this is, a, a variation of a play that the bears have run dozens of times this year. And you put the defense in conflict and it breaks wide open. And then the, uh, the quarterback hits it. And so on Monday afternoon, David, we had a chance to talk to Cole Komet again. And so he had a couple things things uh, to say about that play. One of them is, is more of an X's and those things. The other one's uh, an interesting footnote on what happens when you are a uh, receiver with 40 yards of separation and a high fly ball coming to you on the East sideline at soldier field.
2: Yeah. Well, we ran um, a few plays prior. We ran a 13-person out with three tight ends, um, and you know we'd been running that throughout the year. And um, yeah, I think it just set up nice where we were kind of Luke obviously saw it throughout the game that they were overplaying a little bit. We run a lot of those movements with Justin. You know, Justin really likes those type of types of types of pass plays to get him out of the pocket. And um, yeah, we just was able to kind of nod the the safety over a little bit and then and then come come flat across his face and it turned out to be a big play when the ball's what's literally going through your mind when the ball's in the air you're that wide open and you probably know what everybody in that stadium is yeah yeah well the ball the sun at that time was also like right in the vision so i lost it for for a couple seconds i'm like where is this thing at and then uh (laughs) and then we had like there's slight shade coming in you kind of see it peek through the sun and so so yeah my baseball days playing center field probably helped out in that situation yeah yeah the eye black totally helps yeah
1: yeah do you think it's any accident that they have gotten him more involved and he has as many touchdowns as he's scored in the last three games what is it five in the last three games Dan? five in three games yeah so it, how is that in your mind related to field's kind of development as well, or he's taking a step forward? How are they related and which kind of, it it might be a chicken or the egg thing, but is, is that helping fields more or fields helping commit? Well, remember when we
0: got to the first week of October, David, and we were like, at some point, all of this high profile running production has to equate to something in the play action game. Right. It was starting to get frustrating for a handful of weeks where it's like, man, I mean, you're running the ball at will and you're not getting anything off of play action. Well, now every week they're getting something off play action and Cole is doing a tremendous job of of, you know, Running those routes, right, and, and setting those up. And Justin's doing a tremendous job with his fakes and knowing what he's looking for. And, and they're just, they're in sync and they're flowing now. And it's really, really encouraging for guys that continue to put in the work and continue to try to build that chemistry to get these results. I mean, look, like it's not an accident. Five touchdowns in three weeks is not an accident, right? Like that's a trend. And it's a trend that bodes very well for the Bears because you may have yourself now a gift at tight end that allows you one less hole to have to go plug on a roster full of holes in 2023.
1: All right. My, uh, on the bright side, just so we don't overlook it, the 67 yard uh, touchdown run, just from the standpoint of very, very specific narrow scope here is the fact that it showed a ton of resilience and resolve and the kinds of things that are intangibles about Justin Fields, that the more you see, the more you like, And, and you never know, really i mean let's face it you, you hope a lot of things about your quarterback when you know, when when you draft them when you sign them you know you get a quarterback and you any player really you don't really know what you have until you face some adversity Justin fields has faced his share of adversity already and the pick six was his first exposure to that this season and his response to that was what you want to see he's like okay I don't like it. He's never going to do it again. He'd made all those personal vows to himself, whatever he did. And then he went out and he said, you can't stop me. And they didn't. So I I like that as as a, a moment that you look at and you think, okay, that is on the bright side. He showed resolve and nobody can catch him.
0: Yeah, no question. And, and man, like Matt Eberflew said on Monday afternoon, like that guy, when he hits the gas pedal, like, good luck, right? Like, because it's just a, a cloud of dust and smoke and, and, and good luck if you're a defender trying to get catch up to that.
1: He has turned on so many Bears fans to next gen stats. You know, <laughs> every week there's a new mile per hour threshold that he crosses. So that was pretty cool. OK, this is going to be fairly. Uh, I don't want to say easy, but there are a couple to pick from. Uh oh, what was the uh oh moment for you?
0: So my uh oh moment is the entire fourth quarter, right? And and and, and that includes the uh oh moment that is within what you are going to share next. I'm pretty sure. But you have five possessions with a two uh, two touchdown lead going into the quarter, and here's the results: three plays, punt; two plays, pick six; three plays, touchdown; three plays, punt; six plays turnover on downs the yardage in that quarter outside of the 67 yard touchdown run was 17 yards on the other 16 plays so you didn't get anything going offensively in the fourth quarter you had a chance to seal a game with the lead and you couldn't get it done, and then you had a chance to play from behind and win a game at the end, and you couldn't get it done. The fourth quarter was a mess. You take out that 67-yard touchdown run that Fields had, and you watch the rest of that quarter, David. It's a horror show of, of just misexecution and, and just being completely out of sorts, which makes no sense because for the first three quarters, you felt like you were in rhythm and you were doing a lot of things right. And it's troubling to me because the Bears just haven't been able in the fourth quarter of games to – Step up and answer the bell, right? And 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 even when they do, they don't get across the goal line, or they something goes wrong. Got to get that figured out, and that has been a common theme amongst players and coaches of the last, you know, 36 hours of of trying to figure out how do we how do we take this next step to to succeed in the fourth quarter.
1: Well, that's that's a great one. You know, two passes for 13 yards uh, in the fourth quarter is not acceptable. You're not going to win many games that way. The the pick six is something that Aiden Hutchinson made a terrific play. He read it, he sniffed it out. Uh, Justin Fields should have thrown the ball away. He learned from that immediately. These things, as much as that was the indelible uh-oh of the day, if that's even a, a phrase, or the play you're never going to forget, fine. That kind of goes without saying. We don't have to dig into that too deeply because we know that Hutchinson read it, Akuda picked it off, and then nobody could catch him, and the Ohio State teammate uh, <laughs> uh, scores a touchdown, and I think that's an indelible play. But, then. While we're on the subject, and while we're on this this category, I found a little bit or equally troubling or at least kind of frustrating, I think is the right word. Third and fifteen, second to last play of the game offensively for the bears. And Justin Fields throws short over the middle to David Montgomery. Not great presence of mind. Don't know where the play call came from. Not sure if you dug in post game or heard anything today. I didn't see anything reported about this, but what in the world are you doing throwing a seven yard pass and third and 15 with uh, a minute 18 left and you need to drive to try to score a field goal? I think that was showing such a, you know, no presence of mind, no awareness. And I think you've got to have better sense of what to do in that situation.
0: Well, look, I, I'm looking back in my notes here from the rewatch and, and and you're in third and 15 because Justin takes a five yard sack on the uh, on the previous play, which is, you know, situationally, you can't afford that, right? You can't afford to be in third and 15 by holding the ball too long. If no one's open, put the ball in the seats and make it third and 10. I think they were just trying to bite off a, a reasonable chunk of yardage. If you couldn't get something down the field, know where your check down is and, and set yourself up for a winnable fourth and eight. But the entire that entire drive, every single play was a a. a a bit of a mess and, you know, there's, there's, there's a, 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 you know, a play where, where Justin just loses pocket presence earlier in the drive. And, and he, he's got to spin out without uh, needing to, and, and it's just the whole, the whole drive was discombobulated. And you're just like, why is that? And you just keep hearing from players and coaches, oh, it's execution. Oh, we, we do this right in practice all the time. Well, it's, it's time now, right? Like there, there's been enough experience gained and, and, and under your belt at this stage of the season to be able to, to step up and succeed in one of those moments. Right. And that's why it's so troubling. Uh, you know, I'll ask around a little bit more as the week goes on about that, that particular third down, but it that entire drive. Like I would challenge anyone that is, is uh, looking at things with a critical eye to watch that drive and tell me what they liked, because All it right. was, it was a mess.
1: Last category, big number.
0: My big number is four, and I'm giving Justin credit for the four touchdowns that he produced again for the second consecutive week. We do not know what this is like in Chicago to have a quarterback that can produce four touchdowns on an every-week basis. Justin Fields is going to win a lot of people their fantasy leagues here in the next two months if he keeps producing the way he's producing on the scoreboard in this regard. Hopefully the Bears will win some games in, in concert with that at some point. But the guy is making plays, and you can't deny that. Eight touchdowns over the last two weeks is really
1: impressive. And my big number is 147. That's the number of rushing yards for Justin Fields. Led the Bears again, 13 carries, 10 designed runs, which is very interesting. And the 147, according to our guy Larry Mayer at ChicagoBears.com, going back to 1984. That's how far you have to go back before you get a Bears running back. I think his name was... uh, Payton Walter Payton who had not
0: sure who that is
1: two consecutive games of 147 or more yards the way Justin Fields just put together oh it's this guy yes that guy right (laughs) right over your right shoulder there and
0: Chicago Tribune's decade by decade decade history of the Chicago Bears yeah Walter Payton
1: when you are in that kind of company it, it shows you why there is such excitement it shows you the rarefied air that you are uh, breathing in, and so if you're Justin Fields, and you're a fan of the Bears, and you're a Chicago Sports Observer, it, it that kind of history that you're making—it's—it's it's why we haven't seen this since Devin Hester in a Bears uniform. That kind of excitement, why we haven't seen it maybe in Chicago sports, somebody capture the the fan base or the city like this like since Derrick Rose, and I and I think that's the last guy I can think of. Boy. He didn't want to miss anything that happened during his MVP season when he was the youngest NBA MVP, and Justin Fields is on that kind of run.
0: Yeah, and I'm on the train. I, I, I hope people understand that I'm on the train. And like, like, I, I, the thing that I hope more than anything, I can't expect everyone to to listen to all three of my score hits and all three of our take the north every week and read every word that I write in the Chicago Tribune. But I also don't want to be to be judged by you know one off tweets here and there that don't that don't tell the whole story of what I'm saying about Justin Fields I wanted to be very clear that I'm very 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 optimistic and encouraged by the excitement he's created now it's just about you know bringing the rest of the operation along right and, and and we've got look like we've got seven more games and that's why i go back to the start of what we talked about i don't want to cancel the last seven seven games i think we can learn a lot about this quarterback and this team in the, in in the next seven games and eight weeks right i think there is a lot to learn here and, and i just hope that people are, are open minded to realize that that we we can learn more about this story as we go here
1: yeah i think we're both enjoying it who doesn't like <laughs> what they're seeing from Justin Fields that is not the point a lot of the other stuff kind of gets in the way and, and complicates the big picture. And I think we both can appreciate greatness. And you certainly like to be able to, as you have said a couple of times, the boy, the Bears scoring multiple touchdowns is kind of a new thing. So you can pick which one you want to explore post-game and you've got all these choices. What do you do? And that is a product of having a dynamic quarterback who can beat you with his legs and he's going to have to learn how to beat you with his arm. But boy, is it going to be fun to see him develop.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you.